All right, welcome to Super Kick with Steven. Um, my afternoon's a little bit busier today, so I'm trying to get caught up, get you guys a little quick and easy uh, Raw, SmackDown, and then AEW Dynamite talk. So, of course, follow the page, Super Kicking with Steven. We got some great stuff there planned. Uh, just brought back my AWF, my Ajme Wrestling Federation. So go check out a couple promos there. Peter Joseph II is definitely shown himself to be the possible winner. We'll wait and check to tune in next Thursday to see that. And Friday on Super Kicking with Stephen Page, I go live to kind of talk about whatever's on your mind. Um, last Friday, we talked about current matchups versus old school matches for WWE, WWF. So we did some dream matchups. There's a lot of posts there. Then this coming Friday, we're going to talk about who had the worst catchphrase or what's the worst catchphrase. Because, you know, catchphrases can make or break somebody. So I'm really excited to see kind of where we go with the who had the worst catchphrase there. But um, want to hit you guys up, kind of do some Raw and SmackDown talk real quick. So let's look at Raw first. Um, Asuka defeats Shayna Baszler. Um, once again, we're kind of doing the a singles person beats up a singles person for a tag team title shot. We already know Asuka and Lana are going to go against Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. The only way I see this storyline coming to fruition is that Lana and Asuka win. Uh, you know, maybe they can lose it soon after, but there's already been the Chronicle on Lana. You know, Lana's kind of showed up with Asuka now as a tag team partner. So I think it only makes sense just for Lana and Asuka to get the tag team titles. Maybe losing to somebody from NXT, maybe losing to SmackDown team. But, you know, Nia and Shayna probably need to go at each other at some point. Maybe Royal Rumble, they can go at it. But the time is now. Asuka, Lana for the titles. Next up, we had Ricochet and Dana Brooke defeat Slapjack and Reckoning. Once again, we had Ali going at Reckoning, berating her and berating Slapjack. So I don't know if we're seeing the end of retribution or you know what i think we probably need to see it um i think reckoning you know just let me and yim go away for a little bit let slapjack shane thorne go back a little bit you know and just let them come back as themselves or let me and yim just say i'm tired of this and move on because right now obviously it's not working because why else are we having ali kind of berate them in the ring and show that you know he's not ready for them to be in retribution I'm fine with Mace and T-Bar being, you know, kind of heavy for Ali. Let those three kind of do it. And then Reckoning and Slapjack can kind of go off on their own. Next up, uh, we, as I predicted, we had Kofi Kingston defeating Shelton Benjamin. Well, I didn't predict that, but I did say Kofi Kingston would go against Shelton Benjamin. And so we had Kofi defeat Shelton Benjamin. Then we had Cedric Alexander say, hey, I can beat you. So he beat Kofi Kingston. So you had Cedric. He's now beat Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston of the New Day, who are the current Raw Tag Team Champions. So obviously the Hurt Business is going to get a title shot. But what does it prove to show that Cedric Alexander can beat one guy or beat both guys in New Day for tag team titles possibly? That's why, you know, I just don't like this idea that we do singles matches to determine a tag team championship. And we saw the same thing on a SmackDown. So we'll get into that as well. But 
So we saw, you know, Cedric Alexander defeat Kofi Kingston. Now Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, of course, will go against Kofi Kingston and um, Xavier Woods for the tag team titles. And as well with the women's tag team title, I think this should switch titles as well. You know, they've joked about her business getting so many championship opportunities. Now's the time to pull the, pull the plug on it and just do it. You know, get them titles and let New Day have another rematch or whatever. And then try to build up some other tag teams. You know, maybe Drew McIntyre and Sheamus for some reason could go together. We have Jeff Hardy and Matt Riddle kind of teaming up to be the Hardy bros possibly. So, um, yeah, there's tag teams out there. But now's the time at TLC for the Hurt Business to take the titles off of New Day and kind of move along with that. We also saw AJ Styles, The Miz, and John Morrison defeating Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Sheamus hit a bro kick on Drew McIntyre to kind of confuse them. AJ Styles pins Sheamus to kind of build him up. Um, then Drew McIntyre and Sheamus fought in the back. They took out Pat Buck, so technically they probably should get some sort of you know, consequence for that just like Braun Strowman had to be suspended and definitely for what he did on Adam Pierce because they kept building Pat Buck as a WWE official. So it's going to be interesting to see if they do, you know, give some sort of consequence to Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, you know, does AJ Styles call for that? Um, but we will kind of see what happens there. Next up, we have Bobby Lashley defeat Jeff Hardy and then Matt Riddle came out to make the save. So, you know, I'm okay with Matt Riddle and Jeff Hardy teaming up because, like we said, right now we need tag teams on the Raw side of things. And, you know, I know makeshift tag teams of, you know, singles competitors is the people's, you know, people hate that. But I think Matt Riddle and Jeff Hardy kind of work together well. And, you know, why not? So, finally, kind of going at the end of the night, we saw Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton end in a contest. This is kind of bugs me because this happened on SmackDown as well. So we have Bray Wyatt, or sorry, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, scheduled to go against Randy Orton at TLC. So why are we having a match here that ends in no contest because The Fiend shows up, takes a manable call on Randy Orton, which makes me wonder, will Randy Orton get the best of The, Bray, of the Fiend, which I hope he doesn't because he doesn't need that win. And then on SmackDown, we saw the same thing where, you know, Asuka, or sorry, Sasha Banks and um, Carmella win against each other for the title on SmackDown, which I'll kind of get into as well. So just getting right into it, SmackDown things. So Sasha Banks came out and talked some trash to Carmella and said, hey, I just want to do the match now. And I do think the interesting thing about Carmella, she brought out this sommelier for her named Tommy who maybe could help her win some matches possibly. So I think that's another aspect. Carmella as well had a new entrance, kind of playing that up. They had this big curtain fall. Um, some people compared to Emma which seems to be where they're going with it. But I think Carmella could play it off a lot better than Emma did, you know, to Neil Dashwood, um, formerly um, Emma. But so Sasha Banks, Carmella fought each other for the title, which are scheduled to fight for the title anyway. So why are we doing it last night? But it ends in no disqualification, or sorry, it ends in disqualification because Carmella goes crazy. She smashes a champagne bottle on um, Sasha Banks. I think what's interesting here as well is Corey Graves, you know, he dates Carmella obviously backstage, but, and that would be where I would go. I think I would like to see Corey Graves team up with Carmella a little bit. 
you know, maybe he comes out there during the matches. If she's only on there every other week, you know, you could still play up Corey Graves on announcer side. But, you know, I think instead of this Tommy guy that they had out there, um, you know, why not Corey Graves? Because he can, you know, work on the mic. Maybe he could do little things here and there to help Carmella. But, yeah, so Sasha Banks, Carmella, obviously we're going to see them again. Will we see some sort of chairs match to it, some sort of stipulation to add to it? Because we technically saw the match in a way, and it was a pretty good match. I mean, Carmella looked a lot better than what she usually has. Um, you know, Sasha Banks obviously looks as good as she can go- do as well. So I'm guessing we'll see something, maybe some sort of stipulation to, you know, no DQ or some sort. So then that way we have a winner. Um, some other things that happened on SmackDown. We also had Raw, or sorry, Dolph Ziggler defeat Montez Ford. Really good match between the two. But once again, we have a singles match to determine the tag team title championship match. And I just, you know, and it looks like we're still getting Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. But then I thought well, a couple weeks ago we had Robert Roode talk with Cesaro. So, you know, maybe if you team up Dolph Ziggler, Cesaro, Robert Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura for some sort of team, that's fine. But, you know. We had Dolph Ziggler defeat Montez Ford, and of course Michael Cole used his famous words. That looks like that could be a championship opportunity for Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Don't know if we'll get that, you know, at TLC or maybe the Raw or the SmackDown following that. Um, but you know, obviously we're going to get Robert Roode, Dolph Ziggler, def- you know, against the Street Profits, Montez Ford, and Angel Dawkins. Hopefully, we don't get Angel Dawkins, Robert Roode, because that would just be just like what we're doing on Raw. And that's what, what's up with these tag team stuff, you know, these tag team matches. You're just throwing singles matches, but you have the tag teams there, so do tag team matches. But uh, next up, we had Intercontinental Champion Sami Zayn defeat Big E by countout. A lot of people hated this. I liked it. I think Sami Zayn has to keep winning these cheap ways. So then that way, when Big E beats him, it means something. And it does feel like we're building up the IC title, which is good because once Big E, once again, once he beats Sami Zayn for that title, it'll mean something because he wants it. You know, you also have Daniel Bryan there. He wasn't on this week, but I think he still gets involved in there as well. So, yeah, I was okay. You know, I think Sami Zayn needs a win, you know, by count out or by these, you know, fluky ways because that, you know, that's just a heel way to do it. You know, it's not a babyface way to win by count out unless you really went to town on somebody. But I'm fine with Sami Zayn kind of taking care of business there, doing the count out business. And, you know, it just keeps building up Big E, who needs to win the IC title to kind of build his way as well. Um, Kevin Owens went to town on Jey Uso. Then Roman Reigns went on <laughs> a big assault on Kevin Owens. So, of course, we're still seeing Roman Reigns take care of Kevin Owens. I mean, now that Roman Reigns, you know, I don't think Roman Reigns is going to lose it. But, you know, now that Roman has come up on Kevin Owens twice, it makes you wonder, you know, does Kevin Owens somehow sneak out a win? But... I don't think so. You know, I think Roman is, you know, too too solidified in his spot. And I think he does hold the title till, you know, he holds that universal title till WrestleMania, which I guess we can bring up. Goldberg was on the bump this week. And they asked him about Roman Reigns because technically we were going to see Goldberg and Roman Reigns at last year's WrestleMania. And then Roman obviously wanted to step away because of COVID. And that's fine. You know, that's understandable. Um, but now it just seems like we're doing some matches that should have happened at Mania. It's going to happen at this year's coming WrestleMania. 
And obviously, we're going to see Goldberg and Kevin, or sorry, Goldberg and Roman Reigns for the Universal title at WrestleMania. And yeah, it's going to be, this is not, now if they do the two nights like they did last year, that's okay because we can have this main event the one night and another match to make. But yeah, I don't, I mean, there's plenty of guys there that can go against Roman right now. It does not need to be Goldberg, but it's going to be Goldberg. So. Uh, the Ride Squad defeated Billy Kay and Natalia, even though I thought Natalia was on Raw just a couple weeks ago, and they never explained why she went to SmackDown because she was with Lana, unless I missed that. Maybe she's always been on SmackDown. Maybe I just – oh, no, she has been on SmackDown. Forget everything I said because she beat Bailey. <laughs> Forget everything I just said. Brain fart. But anyways – so the Riot Squad called out Billy Kay, or sorry, Billy Kay called out the Riot Squad, asking her with her resume to be part of her their team. You know, Riot Squad with Billy Kay, I think, could be kind of fun. But, you know, I don't know what this plan is for Billy Kay. Does she eventually find somebody who's going to take her up? Maybe her and Carmella somehow. You know, where where is Billy Kay going? Because they lost um, Billy Kay and Natalia, and Billy Kay ate the pin. So, the right squad keeps moving up. I, you know, I think Lana and Asuka are right there, but right squad probably needs those tag team titles as well. So, you know, if Lana and Asuka got it and they lost it right away to right squad, I'd be okay with that. And I think the right squad want to go against raw teams against NXT teams and against SmackDown teams, which is what they should do with the women's tag team titles. So, and then also we saw Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro defeat Otis and Chad Gable which was kind of interesting because we broke up Otis and Tucker heavy machinery, but now we're putting Otis back with Chad Gable, which is kind of an interesting pairing. They're pretty friendly outside the ring. Maybe they want to do this. It feels like Chad Gable believes in it. Looks like he's having fun with it. So that's important as well. You know, I think they keep throwing darts for Chad Gable and like, obviously American alpha is where they should have stayed. I get Jason Jordan got hurt. You know, so that obviously hurt that. But you should have kept Chad Gable as what he was. And it looks like we're going a little bit back to that. And, you know, Otis is Otis. He's going to get over with the crowd when there's crowds back. And I think him and Chad Gable pairing up is fine. So then I also brought up that Carmella defeated Sasha Banks technically by disqualification because she took her out and just went to town on her. We're going to see Carmella and we'll see Sasha Banks Hopefully some gimmick attached to it. So, so that's kind of my Raw and SmackDown report real quick. Um, take a quick commercial break to kind of get you caught up on um, your banking needs. What is going on, everybody? It's your boy Dan from Black and White Sports and BWSports1.com. I'm here today to fill you in on a little banking advice. I don't know much, but I know somebody who does. Mr. John Wayne Buzzard at First Financial Bank. 317-417-8582. Call John for all your banking essentials. He's really good at banking. 317-417-8582. Call John today and tell him the boys from BWSports1.com sent you. All right, let's give you some quick hits on AEW Dynamite. I think what was important to watch was Sting. Cody Rhodes was out there. He gave a little promo. Sting interrupted him. And Cody Rhodes says, like, you know, what's going on? What do you want with me? Sting says, hey, I don't want anything to do with you, Cody, right now. I want to do with him. 
and he points to Darby Allen. Now they left it very open ended, you know, like some people said, does Sting want to pair up with Darby Allen, you know, because there's a lot of managers in AEW. Or does Sting legit want to go after Darby Allen, which I think you should save for Revolution, because maybe we could have some fans there, you know, and have a little fun with that. So, and then also, but also we got to think at the same time, I think Sting and Cody Rhodes are going to go at it at some point, you know, maybe all out down the road or um, double or nothing and wherever. So I liked it. We're leaving it open-ended for Sting. He's going to be back, I believe, this coming week, you know, kind of see where he's going to go as well. So. Um, some tag team stuff to talk about. So we had the Young Bucks defeat Hybrid 2. Pretty decent match there. FTR defeated Varsity Blondes. Kind of sucks for FTR because they're almost back at the bottom of the chain. And it's almost like they're going to build themselves back up, even though they only have the one loss to the Young Bucks. And right now, they're the only team that makes sense for me to kind of go at them. So um, Also, Dustin Rhodes defeated 10 from the Dark Order. Now, what's interesting there is the Dark Order was trying to recruit um, Dustin Rhodes. And also, where's Brody Lee? We haven't seen him for a while. So when Brody Lee gets back, I think that's going to really build up the Dark Order. Because right now, you know, the Dark Order without Brody Lee just feels like comedy. And we see it on BTE. They're trying to get Hangman Page or trying to get Dustin Rhodes. I just don't know what, you know, it feels like they are directionless without Brody Lee. And we need Brody Lee back. I don't know what's going on with him. Hadn't heard anything really, you know, what's going on. So maybe just taking some time away, you know, whatnot. But when Brody Lee gets back, that's going to build up Dark Order right back to where they should be. Speaking of groups, we also saw the Inner Circle come out with their ultimatum. Pretty much the whole gist of this story is that we're going to see MJF. We're going to see Sammy Guevara probably in a little bit. Because um, I think Sammy Guevara really showed that he's going to be a powerful baby face and somebody that you can get behind, especially when he looked right at Jericho and said, hey, if something happens again, I quit. And he looked at MJF and said, hey, if something happens to you or happens, you know, I'm coming after you. That was probably the best I've seen Sammy Guevara in all of his time in AEW. I think he looked the part, he played up his role, and he felt, and you could tell he believed it. That's the biggest thing about promos and about, you know, wrestling. Whenever you're doing moves, whenever you're doing your character, you have to believe in it. And the audience is going to believe you. That's the first one that, you know, probably the first time for me that I was really sold on Sammy Guevara. And I was like, whoa, he's going to be something. You know, I've always seen it snippets that, you know, it, it just seems like it needed to click. And that was the moment I think that it clicked. So um, also we saw Eddie Kingston, the butcher and the blade defeat the Lance Archer. Sorry, the Lance, sorry, defeat Lance Archer and the Lucha Bros. Um, Penta was taken out, so it was kind of two on three there for a lot of times. We're still going to get all this Lucha Bros, Lance Archer. I don't know where Pack is. Hopefully he comes back. Eddie Kingston and Butcher and the Blade all kind of going together. Abaddon defeated Tasha Prince. Abaddon obviously is going to go after um, Sheeta's title pretty soon. And then finally, kind of looking at Kenny Omega. If you saw the promo on Impact Wrestling, you pretty much saw the same promo. Um, now, you know, it just keeps building up for Kenny Omega. He said there's things coming. I'm interested because they did say there was going to be an announcement, but then they didn't really have the announcement. So um, MJF also defeated Orange Cassidy for the Diamond Ring to retain it. The big news there is Miro came out. Kip Sabian came out to take out everybody of the best friends. 
So kind of cool to see. That was probably the best that Miro's looked as well. He truly looked like the dominant force that they probably want to build him up. So sorry for the quick and easy, you know, kind of AW raw smackdown my afternoon. Like I said, it was a little bit busier today, but I wanted to get in, get in with you guys, talk some wrestling. Of course, the page is really kicking. You could see all kinds of cool stuff happening on the page, especially with our Ajme Wrestling Federation, the AWF. Check out the promos by Peter Joseph II and um, Stevie J. Our two competitors going at it right now. Peter Joseph is leading because a lot of people are behind him, but we still we can still see if CVJ can catch up to him. We also have a triple threat match there scheduled that is really going to be interesting to see. I'm going to kind of co-host it and see where these guys go, and then the winner of that will take on Peter Joseph the second. And there's still other characters that might pop up. So, Admiral Wrestling Federation Super Kick with Steven. There is a lot of cool stuff happening. Follow the page for all that good stuff. Thanks for joining me.